Hi guys, welcome back to Millennial Life Crisis. <sighs> you guys, it has been a day already and it's only 2 p.m. <laughs> so this is the second time I'm recording this intro. It's just me, Shelby here. Monica's not in the intro, but she is in the rest of the episode. Basically, I edited this entire episode uh, <laughs> last night and then my hard drive crashed. I took it to Best Buy and they were pretty much like, yeah, there's no hope here. So that's why this episode is up a bit late. I know this keeps happening. I know we need to get our shit together. Um, whatever. It's all good. We're If you're listening to this now, it's up. We have a great episode with Lindsay Hughes. Lindsay also has a podcast. It's called Unfiltered. And if you don't know her, she's been a YouTuber for 10 years in the lifestyle category. She lived in LA, went to FITM. She kind of went through her own millennial life crisis, which we'll get into today. Today's episode goes into managing your money, um, even getting into debt and what that's like. Lindsay kind of shares her story with that. I'm trying to remember what all we talk about, but you know what? Let's just get into the episode. All right. Okay. We are here with Lindsay. Welcome to millennial life crisis. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. Thank I'm, you guys for having me. Woo. Yeah, Woo. I'm excited that you could join and you're a fellow Pacific Northwesterner now. I guess so. Like a lot of people don't consider Idaho the Pacific Northwest, but I do. I do. I, I think do. everyone that grew up here considers it. Like Idaho is definitely in that mix. Idaho Idaho makes it in. Yeah. I feel like well the part of Idaho where it's like skinny on top makes it in. For sure. Like it's right next to Washington and Oregon. So we'll jump into our millennial life crisis crises of the week. Okay, I'm gonna share one that is not from this week. It's from a couple weeks ago, but I've been wanting to share it because I thought it was funny. So when the quarantine was like more strict, which A, I feel like right now things are open up, but I feel like they're all just going to shut down again in like a month or something. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so the, you know, not getting eyelashes done kind of sucks. Not getting your hair done kind of sucks. Not being able to go get waxed really fucking sucks. Okay. Okay. So I don't know why I just hate shaving. To me, it's just like, I don't like how the hair grows back so quick yeah. and just like, so it's not it's, it's not a good solution no. it's, it's not, not. It because the one time I got a waxed a waxed a waxed <laughs> down there like I was scarred for life like I'm never fucking going back oh my god <laughs> no I think I remember seeing your video about that I got um, sugared one time and it was just like so dude, sugaring hurts more I think yeah was it painful it was you know what I'll actually it took like an hour. What? That is not normal. Wait, that's it messed up. Minutes. That is messed up. Okay, well, you have to grow it out for three weeks before. Honestly, yeah. just ridiculous. Laser hair removal all the way. Big laser away fan. Okay, yeah. Dive into that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, hair is just so annoying. Um, it is. So I decided to um, get a little waxing kit. You can get one at Target from Bliss. And I, I decided to try and... Oh, it was really? not good. No, yeah. No, let's hear about it. Yeah, so I, I you know, I, I tried to do this Brazilian wax, and all I can really say is I didn't quite make it to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Your plane had an um, impromptu landing. <laughs> yeah. It landed in Mexico and was done. Wait, so did you quit halfway through or something? Dude, I, I quit, like, not even... Well, first of all, it just made me, like, 
really respect I already respected these ladies that wax but it made me respect it more just because it is so literally difficult to do it by yourself like wax was getting everywhere it was getting all over my legs my hands like that's it exactly was a mess. what happened to me yeah it's yeah. like after that you're like leave it to the professionals yeah, yeah. like not worth the time yeah. yes it, no I was like seriously like 45 minutes in and like still was in Mexico so yeah. <laughs> I eventually gave up but I was proud of my work so how much details do I want to get into you know what he's not gonna listen to this no, he's not he, whoever he is okay he sucks. My millennial life crisis of the week that honestly i'm annoyed it's my crisis because i want to be over it so badly but i've been overthinking this situation with like my ex crush that just became my ex crush like a week ago i decided he can't be my crush anymore uh-huh. i had to like cut the ties and i've just been overthinking it so much and oh, i'm man. sad so I'm was like, it an official tie cut like he's also knows that the tie is cut so I know I basically said to him like because he was really bad at communicating when we weren't in person because it's like a distance thing Mm -hmm. so I basically told him like unless we're gonna hang out in person I don't feel like we should like keep up this like shitty half-assed like texting relationship so unfulfilling and like you know when you're waiting like two days for some guy to respond and it's just like fuck this like I know you're on your phone more than that like right right it's like everyone checks their phone before they go to sleep I'm saying like I basically sent him a text and I was like it's just like a level of respect I I expect like I know that you've read a message because your freaking red receipts are on so like if you don't want to have a conversation that's totally fine but let's just keep it to like if we're gonna hang out we're gonna hang out in person other than that we're not gonna talk so love that what I thought you cut the tie one time this guy, it was a similar thing. He was really bad at texting. And he told me that he wrote my name on a sticky note to text me back instead of just texting back. What the fuck? Yeah, it's absurd. I, it's ridiculous. Like, go in and check the message later. It's just that like, so honestly, I mean, I understand if you're taking like, like, I don't need an immediate response, especially if I understand people are busy and some people yeah. just don't check their phones as much. But if you can't even give me like once a day, like anything, like, sorry, I've been, I've been busy today or whatever. I just think that's come on. Like I, everyone's on their phone at least a couple times a day. Definitely. If not, yeah. Uh-huh. if you had been upset because it'd been like five minutes, then it'd be like, whoa, chill. But it's like, once a day is perfectly that's so easy to he do he wasn't even giving me once a day he was giving me like every 48 hours okay like okay. let's not text okay no, yeah at that point it's like just don't text it's like I actually hate that too I'm I was kind of in the opposite situation like the person I was kind of like whatever you could call it a crush it's like a thing mm-hmm. well it's not a thing but it was a thing for like a second here in quarantine um it was like the opposite like he would be good at texting and all that stuff but it was also just as annoying because it would just be like this texting and then not making a plan I feel like I always had to be the one to make a plan and then that made me like then let's not fucking I don't want to text yeah because I feel like that gets you hooked too you know every time you see that little notification you get that little dopamine Dopamine hit and then you're like why am I liking this person more than I actually like them like I don't even know them (laughs) yeah yeah very dumb I I feel you that's mm, so frustrating 
but it's good that you cut the tie but I tried to do it as a power move but I'm like now I'm still overthinking it so much so whatever like I'm glad that I did it but I'm also just like why do I fucking care so much I know it's well it's like then you'll just remember like eventually you won't care like there are guys from the past that you're probably like oh that guy like what no so you're right yeah how long had you known this guy I've only known him for like um a little over two months not okay Okay. not too deep in okay but still annoying I caught feelings (laughs) okay well that's deep enough yeah yeah you accidentally (laughs) That's where I went wrong, wrong. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corn flings. Yeah, my corn flings. (laughs) What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Shelby, I want to hear yours. Okay, so mine, and I'm so interested to hear both of your, Monica. I want your guys' like advice on this. Um, So I've been wanting to get a dog for so long. But been like seriously thinking about it for the past four months, kind of because of the quarantine, but also just because I was anyway. Like even before the quarantine, I was looking at places to get a dog and like talking to my roommates about it, like making sure they were chill with it. And um, Monica has a dog, Oliver. He's the best little dog. He's so great. And it turns out the place Monica got Oliver, there's a dog available with the same... um, Mom, mom same mom yeah the same oh mom as oliver so they'd probably be very similar personality wise and the dog looks so cute he's six months old and i'm like wait should i get a dog but i'm also like i don't know if it's a bad idea i've just been wanting a dog but i'm like i don't know what do I, you guys think i do not think it's a bad idea as long as you have time to commit to the puppy that's yeah. the only thing and he's like, six as long months as you're old gonna- now so he's yeah. not even like you know, a puppy that like, you, you know, I feel like by six months, they kind of know some things. They're not as young. Still, yeah. crazy, though. I say go for it. I'm a dog. I, also- I think it's time if you've been thinking about it for a really long time. What do you think? I definitely say go for it. I mean, I got my dog on such a whim. I literally, I think it was like a Friday. I decided, I think I want a dog or no, it was a Monday. Let's let's cut that. It was a Monday. I decided I wanted a dog, and by Friday, <laughs> your girl had a dog, yeah. and he's the best dog. I can't dog. imagine my life without this dog. Now he's honestly giving me so much emotional support. I swear to you. Yeah. I, think I don't know what I do. I feel the same way. I got Squirtle on a whim as well. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. planning on getting a dog, and he came into my life. And uh, it was. I will never ever like. I've never had one second of regret. So I think you would not. You would not regret this decision. No, you wouldn't. Lindsay, what do you do on like your busier days? Like, do you ever have days where you're like, oh, I'm going to be gone for eight hours. What do I do? So I really try not to leave him for longer than five. So Mm -hmm. typically I just will like not be out that long. The longest I'll leave him is like six hours, but his bladder cannot go like eight hours. Mm -hmm. So I really will try to like make sure I have to come, I have to come back to walk him if I'm going to be gone for longer than five. Okay. Great. Well, that's that wraps it up for our crises. We are all over the board, I guess, this week. Um, but you guys don't forget to also email us in your millennial life crises at millennialifepodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Little embarrassing to admit, we haven't gotten a lot. So if you want our attention, <laughs> I'm surprised. Email us. Doesn't everyone have a lot of crises going on right now? 
Right. I would think, I, I would like, think, yeah. we know you do. But they can't really like act on them that much. It's like people are pondering things, but they're like, well, the world's kind of shut down still. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the crisis is 2020 it just itself. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it is. I really <laughs> just, just I feel like that tweet where it's like, um, historians like years from now are going to be asked like which part of 2020 they specialize in yes all right i don't even remember q1 (laughs) no it's all a blur yeah we were really that was like a different lifetime well enough covid talk i think let's get into some questions me and shelby have some questions for you Lindsay. hey i love a good interview oh yeah here we go okay i guess we'll start so um monica and i have done youtube for 10 years right and i feel like you've been doing it just as long like i don't think i've heard your origin story like how did you get into it okay i was actually gonna ask you guys this because i was like i think they've been on the exact same amount of time as me and i also have i just hit 10 years so i started in yeah april of 2010 literally a decade ago so <laughs> crazy wild. to think but you guys get it too like it's just mm-hmm. been that's almost like almost half of our life it's yeah. insane so um my origin well let's see you know i was just a 15 year old girl living in in the suburbs in georgia <laughs> I was just living my life. I was in freshman year of high school and I discovered YouTube and the beauty guru community. I discovered Blair Fowler, then Elle Fowler, and then Bethany Moda. The list goes on. You guys can probably relate. Some true (laughs) icons right there. Yep. I'm true. Oh my God. Like they paved the way. There needs to be a series of like, where are they now? Like a really high quality, like what are they oh, up to? Yeah. Right. Like what does Bethany Moda do day to day? I have no idea. On, but I would love to know. Bethany is so private. I follow her and she follow, follows me as well, but I feel like she just like doesn't post. Yeah. yeah. Some people are Blair like is becoming like, like an interior designer. Like- Mm-hmm. Oh. I keep up with Blair and I honestly keep up yeah. with L too because, you know, they're just, they're so nostalgic for me that I will always follow them. Yeah. And with Megan mm-hmm. Hart's makeup. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I feel like the three of them, they never really like changed for YouTube. Like they were just like doing them and it wasn't like they were trying to go with trends. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, well, this is like what I'm making and then just kind of stopped when they wanted to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they killed it. So those are some of my biggest, you know, inspirations from back in the day. So I started my channel, you know, I was just kind of, you know, obviously you guys can probably relate. just wanted to have a little fun hobby to do. It was nothing serious. And then after maybe like a little over one year, I feel, or it was like more than one year. I feel like my channel started growing a lot faster because I was just being really consistent. And just back then, I feel like it was just so much easier to make it on YouTube, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, and there were less people doing it. We got into it all at a good time, which I'm really thankful for. So um, I would say by the time I was like 18, so like a senior in high school, my channel had grown a lot and it was like my full-time thing. So I like quit my 
little like retail job that I was doing before that. And I was just focusing on YouTube and kind of started traveling a little bit for YouTube. Like when I, you know, when I could on the weekends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I remember I went on like my first brand press trip or whatever. And I was, I just thought I was the coolest bitch. Not really, but I was like, (laughs) so crazy world. It's like you're 18, but you're living the life of like a 25 year old kind of. Yeah. It just, yeah. yeah. Very weird, but it was just so fun, so exciting, you know, going to IMATS and VidCon and all of the things. That's probably when I met you guys. Was that like maybe VidCon or IMATS? I think a, a playlist VidCon. I think playlist it was a playlist live. live. Oh, probably. <laughs> the days. That's my yeah. favorite YouTube convention. That one it was, was so fun. fun. Like it would be weird to go do it now, but like it was so fun back in the day. I'm not even. <laughs> If people, if we got a group together, like I would go now. If people went, it would still be quite a time. I would go. I would go. Yeah, I was gonna say I. I have like a distant memory. I think of you, Lindsay, like drinking Malibu. Oh no! At, oh no! <laughs> a vid- <laughs> party in a hotel room at um like VidCon or something. It's <laughs> unwell. Let's just say that. Where are yeah. we all though? Like in those hotel rooms at VidCon. It's so weird. funny. Like look at that. Ooh. <laughs> and someone's like manager bought the alcohol I swear right like we were just all you know that was kind of our college experience almost but then we were we were in that college age but then we were going to meet up with our YouTube friends so it was so exciting because it's like seeing people from all over the country so yeah. obviously we're gonna get crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I don't know about you but me and Monica didn't go to a normal college you went to fit them so it's like what not really it? normal college right so you're not like going to frat parties all the time right oh, no so like, they come playlist live yeah <laughs> <laughs> I went to like two frat parties at USC but you know because I didn't yeah. actually go to USC like it will right. obviously can't be it's not as fun right I miss it you guys like I'm not even kidding I would rather go to playlist live than like Coachella <laughs> Oh my god! I loved it. Okay. Okay. I I feel that. I feel it. I don't know why Coachella is like a bit overrated now. Like it's so much walking. Like I I always still want to go, but then I'm exhausted. Like halfway into the first. You like have to go if you live in LA because of the FOMO. If you don't go, Mm -hmm. but then it's honestly I do believe like other than my first year. It, I don't think it was worth it any of the other years. I still had fun, but it, there's yeah. just so much, like, shit you start discovering. Like, it's $20 a shot. Like, yeah. you have to drink the shot in the Rose Garden. You oh, yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. You can't go into the crowd with alcohol. I mean, you can sneak it in your bag, but it's just, like... I feel like them being like, you can't drink alcohol in the crowd is just being like, so do drugs instead. It's just like, come on. Even people that are 21, you cannot drink alcohol in the crowd. It's, yeah. And and a lot of people people don't know that about Coachella. It's so strict. I don't think I realized that until I was at it and was like, wait, what? This is so weird. That is annoying because I like to enjoy my drink. I'm not trying to like down it immediately. No, I want to say the drinks. I bought drinks there and they were, unfortunately, I did not pregame the Coachella day. The drinks were $24 a drink. And I remember, 
I'd wait in this long ass line. I'd pay $48 plus tip or something like Insane. that for two drinks that I'd chug. I wouldn't even enjoy them. I was you just trying to get a buzz. Like missing performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just no, like so dumb. None of it makes any sense. No, it's crazy. <laughs> Not at all. So ridiculous. Like what I had plans to go this year, but then once it was canceled, I didn't even feel disappointed. And I was like, maybe that says something about if I'm going for FOMO, if I'm going because I want to go. It goes, a lot of stress to plan for it, you know? It's kind yeah. of like you really have to consider the costs as well as like, is it actually going to be worth it at the end of it? That's yeah. the thing. It gets you because just the music and the artist are so good, right? So you're like, well, you know, I got to go. But then everything else besides the music and the artist is just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Agreed. The dust, the waiting for Ubers for three hours at midnight. That's exactly. No, that's actually insane that it's set up like that. Yeah, you're it's really like bad. the sun is rising and you're just leaving. Over it. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. So you moved to LA for FITM. Did you ever, like, by the time you were going to FITM, you, you were, like, making a living on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Making, like, full-time living on YouTube, doing pretty good. I feel like at the time I didn't even realize, like, that my channel, because that's when my channel was probably doing, like, the best it had been doing. So, but I feel like I didn't really realize it at the time, you know, it just like happened so fast, yeah. but such an exciting time. Yeah. Like definitely full-time YouTube and then going to school, like that whole summer era of 2013, which is when like I graduated and moved to LA, just oh, such an exciting pure time. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Did you ever consider like, were you ever at FITM and you're like, oh, I should just do YouTube full-time or were you pretty, did you like it? Were you determined to finish? Um, I think I just kind of felt like I knew I wanted to go to college and like try college at least. And then I do remember like my first quarter when I was a few weeks in, maybe like halfway through the first quarter, I was feeling very, very homesick. And I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if this is, you know, what I want to do. But after maybe a few more weeks, it passed and I was like, this is such a short period of my life. And I, I'm lucky enough that like I chose a school that I could go into my my major the second the second year. So and it was only a two-year program anyway. Um, you can go on to do like four years for some of the programs, but it was just such a short like blimp in my life that it's like it was totally just worth it to just like do it and finish it. And then I mean, it's already been five years since I graduated. I'm like, I think that was a blur. Like I, that was a fever dream going to college. <laughs> yeah, that's that, yeah, no, that's crazy. Because are you twenty five now or are you twenty six? Twenty five. You're so we're all twenty five. I was just thinking today we're halfway through our twenties. Do you have what do you we're think of your first half quarter life? We're in our quarter life crisis. Yeah, crisis. this is the perfect time to have a crisis, you guys. <laughs> if you're gonna it do is, it, this is our hard. year to break down. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything that you regret or not even regret because regretting things is a waste of time, but like, is there anything you look back on and you're like, you know, if I could do it again, maybe I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that or something you'd tell your younger self? In regards to like YouTube and stuff? Just anything about like your earlier 20s, those years. Okay. Okay. Yes. There are several things I would tell myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say first thing I would tell myself is 
yes, this is a great time in your life to have fun, live your best life, like have your fun, but also just kind of, you know, schedule your days a little bit better. Just make sure that you are still being productive. Every single day doesn't have to be like doing a million things that are productive, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I was very, very bad for so many years at, um, separating like personal life, fun life from work stuff. And I just kind of mixed it all in. I wouldn't really plan my days, which is something that I don't know why it took me so long to figure out just because I've always been like a list person a to do list person. But until I got a planner, like my life was just so much more, I just did not do as much. I didn't have my shit together, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's such a simple thing. It's like, well, you know, just plan out your days a little bit better. But I was just so bad at, like I said, just separating the fun and life. And the way I used to look at YouTube, which full-time job, you know, like you should look at it with a little bit more, what's the word? Just taking your full-time job seriously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would just look at it for my early twenties and just be like, you know what? I'm just living my life. Like I'll vlog when I want to. And like, I wouldn't even schedule like, oh, I need to do one to two videos this week. In my head, I would just be like, oh, it's been two weeks since I uploaded. I guess I should film something. Like that was how I planned my videos. So procrastinating everything. And I just was so not motivated, not inspired, which, you know, this kind of leads into my my millennial life crisis. Mm, (laughs) Yes. Mm, Let's get into that. Okay. Okay. We're, We're ready. All right, guys. Well... I think it definitely occurred at the tender age of 22 years old. So, you know, that's pretty much a quarter through your life. I don't know how long you're going to live, obviously. None of us do. But, you know, 22, I feel like maybe it was a a little early, but it really just hit then. Um, So I think what sparked my millennial life crisis was that I thought I was in a funk for a really long period of time. And I mean, I think I was, but um, after a few months of just feeling like, you know, I'm still in this funk, I'm really don't know where I want to live. And I was just feeling so not motivated with YouTube for at least like a year, which was a very weird feeling because I had always for so many years felt so excited about being like consistent and just really like taking it more seriously. And then, like I said, I don't know, I don't know what sparked it, but I just hit this point of like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to create. And you guys talked about this and like your yeah crisis that you shared as well. And I think yeah, I anyone guess that's just, done it that long will get to that point at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I was, that I was burning out at that point. Cause I feel like this was before people talked about like the burnout, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what that was. This was like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Like this is like three or three or four years ago. And, um, I didn't know that I was feeling burnt out, but I just knew like, I'm feeling like I'm taking my job. I was like taking it for granted, you know, having this amazing, like all all this time and so much freedom and not having to like go into a nine to five and all this stuff really was started just like taking it for granted and not taking it seriously. And I also was not, I mean, I liked living in LA and at this time I still like loved LA, but I would also just 
leave every chance that I got which I did that too. talked about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I would just like every chance I got I would just be like going on a road trip like going to a festival I'd be like booking a trip for two weeks away and then I would end up you know only staying in my apartment for like 10 days or something out of the whole month, like throwing away all this money, clearly, mm-hmm. like what's the point Super in paying expensive like, in LA. really expensive, like LA rent, if you're not going to be there most of the time, um, or you can really afford to do that, you know? So I think I just started traveling so much and then I decided, okay, maybe LA is the problem. Like I'm not feeling inspired here anymore. So then I was like, do I want to move to the Bay area? Where do I want to move? And kind of started thinking about moving. Um, and I was like, not uploading on YouTube. I, I would upload like, like every three weeks or once a month. And it was just so nobody knew when to expect a video, which for a while I was like, why do people care that, that much? Like when I'm posting, mm-hmm. I don't know why, like I thought that I was like, why would anyone care? Like they don't care that much about what I post, but it's like, you know, people also see inconsistency for long periods of time. And that's just never good for what you're doing. Like consistency is so important. So I think that's one of the things I would tell my younger self is like, it actually is important to other people if you're consistent with your job, you know, like it's not all about you. And like, when you feel like posting, I mean, obviously when you feel like posting, you're going to post, but you know what I mean? So I was in a funk. I wanted to move. What happened after that? I think I was kind of just like set. I felt like I was settling in a lot of areas of my life. I was really Mm -hmm. like, I was not excited about anything. Like I wasn't excited about like anything in regards to like my personal life or dating. And I wasn't excited about like YouTube. And I felt like, I don't know where I'm going with my career at all. Like maybe I need to do something different than YouTube. Um, I don't really know. With dating in LA, was it like, because I find it to be pretty, um, it was awful. Yeah, horrible, right? <laughs> you know, I have a theory on this. Ooh, um, what's your? I have like a couple different theories. My main one is I did not like any of the, like the type of guy that is like from LA mm-hmm. or lives in LA or has Like decides lived- to move to LA. It's a specific well, type. Right? That's almost, okay, that is- Oh, a different type. But the I feel like- you know, I don't want to generalize all types yeah. of guys. Of course, there's, you know, I'm sure the great ones have been taken for years. That's yeah. what it is, huh? It's just a, it's, it's a type of guy that I am not attracted to. It's just, I mean, they could be attractive, but they're not, it's just a certain type of LA boy. And then what you're saying, yes, like if you are a guy that's around our age, it's going to like move to LA, you know, that's great. That's, you're independent, whatever, but it's just... It never was my type of guy. They were always just flaky or you always wonder too, like being, I want to know how you guys navigate this, like dating and um, having the jobs and platforms that we do. It's so hard to find out when you want to tell a guy on a dating app, what you do, then they're going to look you up and get a preconceived idea of you. So if they look you up, it's just done. It's just weird. It's over. so weird. But then yeah. it's like, well, what do you do? Do you like, do you just not go into it as much 
detail about it. And then what I am trying to do now Mm -hmm. is like, I make them wait until they meet me in person and then I'll tell them about what I do. But even then it's like telling them on the first date, you know, they're going to like go home and look you up on Instagram. Definitely. I think, okay, they're gonna go home and look you up at some point regardless. They shouldn't before they meet you at all though. No. Then it's super weird. After the first date, like I get it. Like I'd probably do the same thing, you know, but it's like Mm -hmm. before that, then it's super weird. Then they like have this idea of who you are that maybe isn't. That's why I really like, because I've been getting back into dating apps and going on first dates. And I really Mm -hmm. like what, because they'll always, not always, but typically like the conversation comes up of like, what do you do? Because I don't have it on my profile. I don't either. (laughs) What am I going to fucking put like? YouTuber? You could, you could no. put like video producer. That's probably the one thing I'd feel comfortable yeah. being like freelance videographer. But yeah, like, if they straight up ask you, what do you say? Like in the messages, like, oh, you're enough to wait until we meet. So this is what I said. <laughs> I say, um, my job is kind of hard to explain over message, easier to explain in person, but I basically do social media marketing, which is like kind oh. of high, but like we also do kind of do that for ourselves. So it's not like it's right. a total high. I think that's yeah, no, good. I think you go about that well. That's I what that's I fair. decided to say. And then it kind of throws out the like meet in person because it's really pointless to just talk on an app. Exactly. And I'm always, if I like actually match with someone and the conversation is going good, like I want to meet in person. I'm, yeah. I don't want to like, you know, just keep it going on the app. Totally, totally. Yeah. I <laughs> actually like d- just kind of like re downloaded a dating app because I was, you know, date, I was in a relationship for a couple of years. Bumble? Yeah. What do people use? I don't even know. Like I'm Hinge, kind of I like it's a good one. I haven't been single for that long. And so I just recently kind of yeah. redownloaded stuff. I redownloaded Hinge, but like I swear to you, like I'm not matching with very many cuties. I'm like, yeah. what is my what what's going on I'm going through phases with hinge right now so the only one I downloaded again was hinge and actually I had not had it before because so I I hadn't had them in three years because I was in like a long relationship mm-hmm. as well and um hinge for some reason like when I was back when I was doing dating apps like four years ago I just don't think hinge was like as popular so I had like bumble and tinder and I will never do the tinder route again I'm sure <laughs> no way no. tinder's gross such a joke at this point it was a little better like five years ago. It's just gotten yeah. so because there were no other Tinder. options. Right. It was like the and first. Like, one. Okay, why would you Tinder no. walked so Hinge could fly or whatever that <laughs> yeah <is> saying is. <laughs> like Tinder's the MySpace and now Hinge is the Facebook. Like uh-huh. Tinder crawled <laughs> so Bumble could walk. So <laughs> Hinge could fly. It just still not even flying because Bumble was a step up, but something about the interface, I feel like it's not as good as Hinge. Yeah, Hinge. Also, I don't want to put in the effort of like having to say stuff. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I don't either. For some reason, when I first got on, I was like feeling good and I was having fun, like with all my matches and like having conversations, and I was talking to a lot more people. But now I'm in this period where like once someone like matches and then I'm deciding if I'm going to chat or X because you can't just fucking save them. It's so annoying. You have to chat or X. Now I'm stressing myself out and I'm like, I don't know what to say, which it's kind of stupid because I I could just say something like, you know, basic and boring and that's fine. But now I'm stressing myself out. Like I have to say something good, but I don't have anything. (laughs) 
I would just rather meet someone in person for sure. Totally. Like mm-hmm. I said, like I'm totally overthinking it because it's like honestly, it doesn't matter that much what you say, like because that's like, the first thing, and then you're gonna have like a conversation from there. But I've been overthinking it, so now I just let my matches pile up, and I just like never say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a um, situation right now where like. I actually, so like I got out of a relationship and I'm really realizing I, there are many things I want to just work on about myself, but I'm also in a frustrating situation where I'm kind of stuck on someone and want to get over that. And like, you just don't get over it until you meet someone new. It's so true. You have to have a distraction. It's like you'll kind of, but you don't fully, you don't know you don't until you meet someone that you like. the truth. So true. Like, you basically just need that other person to distract your mind. And then once your mind can think like, oh, all the like crushed thoughts about the new person, the other one, you're almost like, why did I like what? Or like, then you can see things they did that you were like, okay, no, like that. Was yeah. So it's frustrating because I also know though, logically I shouldn't be like seeing someone right now and I really don't even want to, but I also mentally am just really frustrated by being stuck on like this person and uh, it's so dumb. (sighs) Okay. Well, you bet I'm like overthinking dating apps. I'm like, obviously I would prefer to meet someone in person, but now it's like such a hard time. But it can be fun to go on random dates. Like when the world, have you gone on any since the quarantine has sort of like opened up a bit? I've gone on like probably like six first dates. Oh, whoa. (laughs) I've been, well, and then I went on like a couple second dates. One guy I went on like five dates with, but we both kind of mutually like cut it off after that, which I think it was for the best. Um, So I've been dipping dipping my toes in. And then other than that, my my ex crush, who I was telling you about, Mm -hmm. I met him actually in person, which was nice. But, you know, now he's, had to be canceled so. nothing promising has come out of my quarantine my corn flings but it's been kind of fun like gotten some free drinks yeah okay okay, okay. yeah have yeah. you ever gone on a first date where the guy was like let's split it or something hmm. I think I've like offered to split it but I don't think they've usually let me right I feel like that's usually the case so if, especially they pay for everything like the first date and they like want to do that and then we go on a second date I will definitely then I will definitely be like either like let me get my stuff or like let's split it and then sometimes they're they will want to or they'll you know and I feel like fine about that I'm like I feel like I don't want them to pay for like everything all the time yeah oh yeah for sure I feel like the first date thing it's customary and it's still way too taboo to like a guy not pay on the first date and I feel like guys like to for the most part and I don't know I'm in a place in my life at least and I feel like most people maybe should be when they're dating where it's like you pay for someone's dinner, it's really immature to like complain if it didn't work out. Like that you paid like maybe like $50 for someone's dinner that you didn't see again. Like, sorry, that's life. Like if you can't afford to date, then don't date. You're saying like guys complaining about it afterwards if it didn't, if it didn't work out? Yeah. Like, or they can suggest like something else for you. I've definitely heard of it happening. Um, But 
but yeah, I would want to pay for the second date. But I'd be like, yeah, like at least offer to split it or something. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, one time I went on a second date that was a double date, and I felt really awkward, like because it was like a whole group, you know. Yeah. Did you know the other couple at all? No, they all three knew each other. Oh, that yeah, that's weird. When you're right? the only one, I was like stressing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the actual date itself was fine, just the payment. I was like, now I just feel awkward because oh, yeah. I didn't want to be like, oh, do you want to split it? And then the other girl be like, what the fuck, you know. Right. Yeah, but was um, there, a there was. You saw him again? Yeah, there was like five. Oh. Yeah, he was the one that made the post-it note about. He was. He was the, the post-it note. So he was bad at communication. He was. Yeah. Although at the time I didn't realize the post-it note thing was that bad, but I told a couple <laughs> friends and they were like, "What? Big That's red flag." So, so he told you like I have to write a post-it note to myself to remember. To yeah, he told me because that's just well, all kinds of. I was kind of up. noticing that he like wasn't that great with replying, and that should have just said it all. I should have been like, whatever. But um, I was. I, I brought it up in some way, just kind of wondering like, oh, are you just like bad at replying to everyone? Or is it like, you just don't want to reply to me? And then he kind of hesitated. He was like, oh, I shouldn't tell you this. So he wasn't like trying, he didn't bring it up right. out of nowhere. Like, hey, by the way, I write your name on a post. No, no. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, I shouldn't have seen him after that. And I did, and I shouldn't have. It's okay. I think it's nice that he was trying to actively be better to remember. Like he, he wrote the post it. He was like, but not that like, hard. How come he had to just That's a really that? optimistic way of viewing this, Lindsay. <laughs> See, that was my thinking at the time too, Lindsay, because I was all like rose-colored glasses, you know. But everyone else was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> not good. Um, how? How old were you when you got into your first relationship? And you've only been in one relationship, right? Or so I've been, been in one like, well, okay. So I've been okay. in two, but the first one was only like six months. Okay. So okay, I, yeah. what, I do consider that my first relationship. Cause I do think like looking back, looking back, I'm like, at the time I felt like I was in love, but now looking back, I'm kind of like, don't really think that I, act, I actually know that I wasn't, but I felt at the time, you know? yeah how old were you like I was um either 21 I think I was 21 yeah okay 21 and that only lasted six boy somehow no I didn't I was it was long distance oh man I it's that hard to find an LA boy well not that I refuse I just never found anyone that was worthy of dating seriously in LA yeah I feel like I have to go the guys that didn't live there more they were better like a midwest boy oh midwest boys oh, are great those are like the best. I hear about those remy ashton's boyfriend is a midwest boy he's from wisconsin oh wisconsin. and he like moved to la but you know you gotta if you're gonna date someone there yeah i mean you don't have to obviously everyone has their mm-hmm. types but you i love get them when they first move i think yeah you gotta get them when <laughs> they haven't first. changed and they haven't like they haven't yet, changed yeah. No, has it? Oh, they haven't been out to like sunset too many times. I don't know at night. Like they haven't been out in Hollywood too too many times. Yeah. 
Uh, do you feel at all like you compared to your friends or anything like were a late bloomer in terms of relationships or? I do think I was. Um, I feel that way too. I definitely feel that way. Yeah, for sure. I thought, I thought that I was pretty late in terms of relationships. And then, um, in high school, I felt that way a lot because I was really slow. Like I was totally the last person to have my first kiss and, um, I lost my virginity like right after high school. So I felt like that was kind of normal. Like I didn't feel pressured in high school to like lose it. Um, Mm -hmm. I also just think I hadn't like met someone that I wanted to have that experience with until like the very end of high school. If you are one of those lucky people that maybe had like a really cute, great relationship in high school and you guys were dating for like a year or two or whatever, then I think like, you know, I probably would have been one of those people that felt ready if I Mm -hmm. really, really was into that person so much back then. But I think for the most part, I'm glad with the timing of things. But yeah, I was, I was a super late bloomer, like didn't have my first kiss till I was like, end of junior year in high school and stuff like that and so I was like 17 which I mean I don't know I don't it's just different for everyone but I felt like out of my friends like they had all surpassed that same I I felt like that. that was it was like pressure it was kind of frustrating and almost can like make you feel like what's wrong with me like I did but it's like you can't force it and it's not a thing you can like you can put effort into something like that but it's not like you're really going to get results in the way that like say you're making videos and like you're really consistent yeah you're going to get results <laughs> but with that it's like you can't really do that you can't really force that it just you can't force someone to kiss you no like if you're thinking I mean, you, you can, can but it's not gonna end it. well imagine like begging someone like <laughs> like I just really want to um well yeah. when you got into your more serious relationship did that happen more like naturally? Where were you in life and how has that like changed the trajectory of your 20s? You know, it was a little, I think I was like really, I don't think I was desperate, but I was like really fucking like excited to meet You're like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be in a relationship with me. And I do think like I rushed it a little bit. Like I think... Well, so it's kind of weird because I knew him from like my hometown. Um, I knew him from like middle school and high school. And then he was away at college actually in the Midwest. <laughs> oh. and he went to college um, like in Ohio. And then I was in LA and we like reconnected over winter, you know, Christmas time, mm-hmm. which ugh, just, you know, Christmas time, all the feels. It's what did they call it? Cuffing uh, season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it was cuffing season yeah. 2015 you know like obviously I had yeah I had never had a relationship so I was I was like this is a sign you know like me and him reconnected this break yeah. um so that, to be yeah I don't know I, I felt at the time but you know I didn't give it too much thought I was you know when you're in that period of like lust with someone and you just do all this like crazy shit that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. So you're like, oh my gosh, can stop you when you're in that lust. You know phase. you're in deep if you're like looking up their like zodiac sign. If it oh, I do that after like first date. Yeah. 
But if you're someone who's not that into that stuff, but then you're going to that length, then you're like, whoa, you're pulling for anything. Yeah. Well, literally, like, I will go to the lengths of like getting their full birth chart. <laughs> no way. It's actually very creepy because you have to you have to ask them what time. <laughs> Exactly, they were born. You're like, hey, so I'm just really curious. What exact time were you born? Just there's no easy way of asking that one. Okay, I do like try to wait it out if I can, but (laughs) once I like start talking about astrology or birthdays with someone, like once I figure out their sign, I'm just like, do you happen to um, do you happen to know what time you were born? You know, (laughs) and then curiosity, they're always like, no, or they'll be like, um, I mean, I think it was like around, you know. 2 p.m. but like that could be total bullshit so yeah obviously you know you have to wait because typically they have to text their mom what time was that's a little Gotta bit find the birth certificate typically yeah typically I'll try to wait on that but you I wish put I- that as your hinge prompt like <laughs> we suggest a date if you were born at or no like like something what exact time were you born <laughs> you know you're something I'd like to know about you what time were you born no, yeah. it's creepy. And you have to know like what exact city they were born. Like oh. you have to know that too. It's just yeah. and the year, the year. So there's really a lot. But sometimes guys get like weird about it. Like I went on a first date and we had a second date. So to be continued if third date is happening. Mm. But um on my first date with this one guy a couple weeks ago. I asked him what his sign was and it was actually the first time in a while like he told me his sign and then it was actually the first time in a while that a guy was like kind of like oh you're into that stuff like I just don't know like how I feel about any of that but he's like a literal like he's basically a scientist so (laughs) I mean you would expect him to be a bit skeptical yeah I would expect that but you know, I've been going off about astrology for a while. We were talking about before this, we were talking about how, when I got into what my first relationship, I guess, oh, the lost period and all that jazz. Yeah. So, yes, I was really in, you know, just you couldn't stop me. I just wanted to date this guy. So I'm glad that he was like my first boyfriend. He's a super sweet guy. Um, nothing like really tragic happens, like to make us break up or anything. It just was like, I just needed to like be single mm-hmm. at that time. So, um, yes, I don't remember what your initial question was, Monica, but oh. <laughs> I remember what we were talking about. Oh, it was just, um, how, how has that changed like the trajectory of your twenties at all? You think? Hmm. Probably oh. my, my last relationship probably changed things a lot more just because that was actually like a lot longer and more serious and like we you know I moved to like I moved for this relationship Mm -hmm. which was never had done that before. that's so crazy so that's how you decided on Boise yeah well yeah it was mostly that and then also um so like I knew I wanted to leave LA and Mm -hmm. but I, I thought that I was gonna come back so I put my stuff in storage mm-hmm. and I was going to like go home for the summer to my parents' house and like have a fun summer, like travel. And then I was like planning on going back to LA. So once I was home for the summer and it had been a few months, I was like, I don't really want to go back to LA. I want to, I want to move somewhere else. And I had also already been dating my ex and um, it was the beginning of the relationship. So I was, you know, kind of, I was definitely still in the crazy lust period, mm-hmm. the 
the, what's it called? The phase, the honeymoon. Oh, right? honeymoon phase. Yes, crazy shit. Cause you're like so obsessed with that person. But um, I was living at home for like six or seven months. And then I was like, I want to move somewhere else. And I kind of had already like wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest, maybe Oregon or something. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, this was before my sister moved there or anything. So I was like, you know, I don't really like still know anyone there. So why don't I just move to Boise and like I can actually be near my partner and just like try it out. But honestly, mm-hmm. I am really glad that I moved here. I do not regret it. I like it here wow yeah that's so awesome then that's no like do you, look, do you look back maybe and you're like maybe that was the point of this relationship to like bring me here definitely needed to like I needed to expand my horizons I needed I definitely needed to like get out of LA for sure I think I realized that um I just needed to experience somewhere else and like slow mm-hmm. down a little and living here especially like allowed me to have a lot more um alone time and just like I feel like I got a lot more organized too and just kind of got because you know once you're just kind of working from home and you're living alone too it's like (laughs) there's just so much time to you know figure out what's important to me what do I want to be doing so Mm -hmm. I feel like I grew up a lot and it's Mm -hmm. definitely the right decision to like try somewhere new and you, you've lived alone for a while, right? Like you lived alone in LA too? Yes, for five years I've lived alone. So you, oh, I didn't, really you like well. living alone then? I love it. Yeah. I feel like I thrive. Yeah. You're a pro at roommate since, yeah, 20, summer 2015. And it was my sister. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, because okay, I always yeah. ponder living alone, but I'm like, would it be lonely though? But you also have a dog, so that's good. Luckily have a dog. Yeah, I think at this point, like I'm just really used to it. So it would actually probably be harder for me now to go and be like, do I want to have a roommate again? And I think there's specific people that I think it could work with. But I I think I love too much stuff about living alone to, mm-hmm. to go back at this point. But I'm like, what if I live alone forever? <laughs> nah. Did you live with your ex-boyfriend at all or? No, no, but no. it was kind of like we lived together because he would come here right after work and he would mm-hmm. stay till like 1 or 2 a.m. And then he would go home to sleep and go to work and then come back. And then on the weekends, he would basically like stay here. So we were together all the weekends. And even that too much time for me to be with someone oh yeah (laughs) well I think so I've been reading this book the defining decade have you read that book Mm -mm. it's so good you should order it it's amazing and they talk about like in your 20s work and love and all those things and it's really interesting after reading this book I feel like you did everything kind of right in that relationship Um, Like in the book, they talk about how some people are afraid of commitment. And I could see maybe even some people looking at your life and maybe like frowning upon, like you moved to a different place for that relationship. But in this book, it talks about you should like commit to things because then it teaches you how how to be more of an adult and like have a better relationship. Mm -hmm. And it like, it helps guide you in life it like which is exactly what it did for you but it also talks about like don't live together too soon 
because that's when mm-hmm. people a lot of the times end up just getting married because they're like living together and it's really hard not I to. I that part of the book. They kind of slide into yeah. it rather than purposefully deciding. Yeah. Right. Happens. Like when you're, so I've heard, I mean, uh, I know that different things work for different people, of course. And there's so many like people that live together and they'll be together happy whatever but of course there's a lot of things that you hear where people kind of ended up maybe living together to like save money or it was temporary Mm -hmm. and then it just like continues and a lot of that that can be the reason you know moving in together too soon why a lot of people's relationships end definitely but sometimes it's like maybe that relationship was going to end anyway and now it was just like fast track to it but sometimes not uh yeah I mean I think it's good to it definitely got to live with someone before you're going to get like engaged or married for For sure sure. yeah (laughs) when you're in your long distance relationship because I was in one too for a while um do you feel like sometimes it didn't feel real in a way of like anytime you see each other it feels like you're on vacation (laughs) yes it's like the it's the weirdest feeling because you you like you count so much time down you know like oh we're gonna get to see each other in five weeks and you start like counting down the weeks counting down the days which you know it's long but it makes it it makes the time I think when you're together really special because you've waited so long for it of course but it definitely does it doesn't feel like a normal relationship and it does feel like yeah oh I'm on vacation like we're just in this like exciting like honeymoon phase because we only get to see each other because if you think about it like a normal relationship after you've like committed to each other you're probably going to see each other like almost every day unless Mm -hmm. distance is involved but with a long long distance relationship like you gotta fly or drive a really long time you're probably not going to be seeing each other for more than like maybe a couple days every month or two months or three months depending on how much you're traveling so all that time you start like adding up you know two days here four days there and it's like wait we've only spent like 10 or like 20 days together total and that's like not a normal relationship yeah but Mm -hmm. obviously you're talking on the phone and normal things like that so that's kind of spending time together just in a different way but I don't know I've been in two long distance relationships and I'm not opposed to doing it again but it would have to be like the type of thing where we're gonna where we're actively like working towards living in the same place and like yeah like before and then when you guys were visiting each other was it like that wasn't normal life either because you'd probably just spend a lot more time than go about your day-to-day life as you would or was it more like oh you're visiting but like I still have stuff to do you know Hmm. so it was mostly like me coming here to visit for the for the most part and he would still he would like try to get off time time for work if he could but a lot of the days like he would still have to go to work so I'd kind of just be like waiting for him to get off work but we still had like a yeah. lot of time a, a lot of time together squirtle? that's like random dog question because I'm like with, no. a, with getting a dog so you had to board him or something they didn't my ex didn't meet squirtle until I moved here oh wow yeah to meet your son yeah exactly it was so weird I was I was kind of mad about it I was like (laughs) I've tried harder to meet him because I had met his dog like five times or like at least like three times 
Yeah. So that was a little bit. Annoying, yeah. But, <laughs> totally. You know, moral of the story, you know, the relationship, it wasn't meant to work out. I think it was meant to like be, it taught me so much. I do not regret it. Uh, taught me a lot about myself and things like that, but it was kind of meant, I think, to be, it went on for too long at the end, mm-hmm. but I do think like it was meant to, you know, be in my life for a period of time, teach me stuff. And then like, we weren't meant to, you know, be together. So yeah. I've definitely accepted that now. And I'm like, took me a, well, yeah, it took me a while to accept that, but I can accept that now. Yeah. <laughs> An unrelated to relationships thing. So moving to Boise, because it's kind of a small town, right? Like medium sized. It's definitely, yeah. So what about I even compare it to? It's probably like, it's a little smaller than like Salt Lake, if you guys have ever been there. Okay, so moving there and doing YouTube, so you kind of work alone a lot. Is it hard to make friends there? It was so hard. Like I, but also I was not actively trying that much like I met luckily I met one really good friend when I first moved here and she actually like dm'd me on instagram and she was like so her friend knew of me from youtube Mm -hmm. but then the girl that I ended up becoming like really good friends with here she didn't she didn't like watch my videos or anything and her Mm -hmm. friend like told her about me that I was moving here so then she like followed me on instagram and messaged me and was like I live in the area like I know you're gonna be new like if you ever want to go out to a show or get a drink or whatever let me know and also commented on one of my videos when I said like I was moving to Boise Mm -hmm. so and I was I was well I wasn't hesitant because I've met so many like really really cool even like even subscribers and like I said she she wasn't a subscriber but I've I've became such good friends with like so many subscribers so I was like when I moved here I was like I'm gonna hit her up like I'm gonna message Mm -hmm. her back on Instagram Mm -hmm. so I did and I met up with her for wine and we just got it got along so well so she's luckily been like my closest friend since I moved here but other than that I think I was like so focused on my relationship that I was like well I'll just be friends with his friends you know happens so much which was it was fun for a while but at the end of the day like you always know that they're your partner's friends and you're hanging out with them but if you guys aren't together like you're probably not going to be seeing those people Mm -hmm. yeah you know I never I never tried to get like too attached to his to his friends because I'm like these are his friends first. So, um, but also like I wasn't really actively trying to be that many other people. And obviously, you know, working from home, you're not going to be interacting. Living alone, you're not going to be interacting yeah. with that many people. Like not going to school. Um, so I kind of was like definitely I think not realizing that I was isolating myself for a while. And then, um, you know, when did you make that change to be like, I'm going to try and make friends? Hmm. Probably changed this year. Like once I, I think I was fine with like being, I did, I did have like a couple friends that I knew I could, I could hit up and I could see, but also Mm -hmm. I didn't have that like 
that like group or like even yeah. a, a small like group of girls I feel like it's so nice when you do have that it is yeah you know? so like I have that in like my hometown like my friends from high school are still there and I have that relationship with them like when I go back so I think what it was for me was after my my breakup last year I went um home for like the holiday season for like six weeks very long period of time mm-hmm. to just you know hang out with my fam and everything like that. And I was being really social when I was there and I started feeling like how much I missed that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to like have this community. So I need to either, you know, maybe I'll move back here or like I need to just kind of like figure out how I can bring this back into my life once I go back. Mm -hmm. So then once I came back, I was like, gotta meet some friends or just start hanging out actively more with like the people that I did now and it took a long time and honestly until like the springtime of this year I didn't I didn't feel like I had like more of that core group um and a lot of my good friends like they live a little bit farther away too now so it's almost people you have to like travel to see but that just makes it exciting you know because you can like do road trips and adventures and things like that so it took me a while for sure, but it's a weird age when you're tw- like 25 and you're not in college anymore. I've talked about this on my podcast. It's like kind of hard to meet friends. Yeah, it's like, it's so, how did you do? meet any of them? I'm like mystified. Like, it's not. I literally friends, like met, like I said, one of them on Instagram. And yeah. then my other friend, it was very random. I'm... <laughs> She worked at Starbucks and I went in one day and she recognized Squirtle and <sighs> she's, a big, she's a big dog fan. And she was uh-huh. like, I followed this dog on Instagram. Wait, she didn't oh. even know you were like the owner though. I don't know if she, she could have known me and maybe it was like kind of, that's her like thing. So she's not like, oh my gosh, I know you from YouTube, but okay, I don't. yeah. I'm not really sure like to this day I don't really know I guess I could ask her <laughs> but That's I just super fun like, whatever you know like we're friends yeah so, but yeah she was like I follow this dog on Instagram <laughs> so um and then she's a photographer so we did we did a shoot and then like after we did like a couple shoots we would like meet up for just stuff like that like we go to like workout classes together and things like that I don't see her too too much but she's a very busy gal And then honestly, other than that, like I basically met everyone else that I know through my friend, Deb, who was the first friend I met. And she, cause she's lived here for basically her whole life. So literally like, thank God for her. Yeah. You need that gateway friend. I feel like that's the key. If you move somewhere, it's like, if you can make a couple friends, then probably their friends you'd vibe with too. Yes. Like it's a lot easier. Like once you just know a few people, then it's like almost feels a little effortless. But at first it's like, how do you even make like that one friend? And it's not like high school anymore. Like it's not weird to like make friends with some other friend that like, I wouldn't feel weird if my friend that I'm close with then made better friends with another one of my friends and I introduced them. I'd be like, whatever, I'm busy anyways. You guys hang out, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time for this (laughs) okay so I think it was within the last year Lindsay you uploaded a video about how you were in debt and you got out of debt can you kind of explain 
How did, how did you fall into that? Oh my God, I didn't even go over this in my millennial life crisis. That was a part of it. Like finances. Dude, for sure. yeah. I kind of forgot because I blacked it out. Yeah, that <laughs> makes like, sense. I don't want to remember well, that time in my life. But you're out of it now, right? Like you're fully out of it. We both were like, car twins. I refuse to use my credit card. I'm just like, never again. Like, no. I mean, I still have it, but I just like, yeah. use it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> Did it mess up your credit or was it like you still made the minimum payments kind of thing? No, I was luckily able to like, I was definitely making at least the minimum payments. And then I was um, able to, it didn't affect my credit too much. Like it went, it went down when I was not able to make like higher payments, but then it was mm-hmm. able to go back up to either the same it was as it was before or like higher. So that was good. So it didn't okay. last long. I think I was in debt for like, maybe like a year and it happened. So this is like what I want to fucking warn people. Like it Mm. happened so fucking fast. Like the main reason it happened was when I decided I was going to move out of LA, I broke my lease, which was like Mm $3,000. But at that time I couldn't really like afford, um, to break my lease and then pay like all the moving out costs and like Mm. storage unit. But I still, this was a bad decision. Like I still did it. Cause I was like, I really like want to move out of LA. I don't want to. Oh no. Three more months. So looking back, like I should have just waited because you know, just the amount of money to break a lease and then move hire movers to and I like moved across the country too. So mm-hmm. it's just a lot of money at once. And I remember like I put one month, I put my, my rent on my credit card. Oof. Um, I didn't even know you could do that. It's such a bad idea. I think they charge like $30 at least if you do that, like extra, because it's like very not recommended to do that. Obviously, unless you can like pay it off in like a week or whatever. So, or like, you know, before your next payment is due. So I just got into like a cycle. It was like, basically when I decided to move out, it was like, okay, I need to save money. So I'm going to have to spend all this money upfront, but then like, hopefully I'll be able to like make enough of it back. But then like, I just continued doing dumb things. Like I had like just started to get into debt. So it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like, oh, this is so much. Like I was like, I know I can get out of this like pretty soon, you know, I'll just like, Mm -hmm. I'll just work hard and like I'll figure it out in like a month or two but then I continued to do dumb things like taking trips and traveling and just like spending more money and just like gathering on to my debt so then it was just then it started to feel like okay now I'm a little bit like how am I going to be able to I thought I thought this was going to be easier you know and like you know when fine I feel like with finances it's always like everything like hits you at once or it's the opposite and like all the payments are coming in at once do you have guys ever feel like that yeah I feel like with definitely. YouTube it can totally be like that yeah especially with our job like I swear all my brand deal checks will come in like the same month and then it's like five months nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh my god <laughs> it's like yeah it's it's really yeah you never know what to expect so that was definitely part of it too but yeah it kind of just like snowballed from there and um 
Oh my gosh. I just basically had to wait until like, uh, I had to save money for a long period of time that I had to like go to go back to my parents' house, which they luckily let me live for free. Like, thank God. Trying to just figure out, you know, my finances. And then luckily, like once I had gotten like a bigger brand deal paid out, I was like, okay, I can pay off this credit card in full. And then like, wait a few months, got another, got another bigger brand deal. That was took a really long time, paid off my other credit card. And then I was like, I can never go back to this. Yeah. Like it's it was interesting though, that you say it happened so quick. For, I mean, I was stupid for sure. And like, I didn't know, you know, especially with the interest, because when you're yeah, only making like 20% payment, or something like, it's like that? something insane. Like when you're yeah. only, it's different for every credit card, but when you're only making your minimum payments, like that's really bad because then you get like a finance charge every month like on top of your interest and all this it's just so easy for everything to like pile up so um yeah I'm very cautious now about my credit cards yeah I I kind of like can't believe it's legal to charge someone like 20 plus percent of interest because that can screw someone over it's just so easy to get in to get into debt like if I don't know it'll just yeah you can definitely get out of it but it's a lot easier to get into it yeah I didn't really realize that you shared it on YouTube because I feel like a lot of people have gotten into that situation and probably like don't want to talk about it but then I was so hesitant I don't think I talked about it for like almost a year but then people were really liking that I was making finance videos yeah talking about that stuff and I was relatable like if my ego is, you know, a little bit, what's the word? Like, I don't know. It's just like an ego thing, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, well, I don't want to share that. Like I was struggling for, you know, this period of time or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. but people need to know about that shit because. Yeah. It probably helped a lot of people. I hope so. Being like, I love like girl YouTubers that talk about money and budgeting. It just like gets me going. Like I was so yeah. happy when the like what I spend in a week or a month video came yeah, out. I was like, I this is important oh, yeah. for us to be talking about. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us on Millennial Life Crisis and sharing, honestly, being super open with us about a lot of really interesting topics. I personally found it helpful talking about living alone, relationships, debt, dogs we went into and confidence yeah, yeah. Wow. so if you guys want to so check out her podcast we'll link it down below thank you yes yeah you guys check out Lindsay on instagram and twitter i want to give a special shout out there because Lindsay is just so hilarious like just the little terms you use and things you guys need to be following her on there because she's so funny you won't regret following her on those also go follow her on youtube she has a vlog channel um because is your main youtube channel just kind of vlogs now pretty much vlogs now yeah, yeah. like yeah. I've I would say I'm a I'm, I'm a vlogger now all right yeah. love that love that and of course listen to her podcast unfiltered um I feel like it's like similar just kind tone. of like about like relatable things in your yeah journeys. no topic is off limits really so yeah totally so I think yeah. you guys would definitely like it so go check her out all right
Okay, so that is it for this episode. Sorry we didn't do any um, life crises life crises of the week, but feel free to send them in. We really haven't done them in the last couple of episodes because we've had guests, but we are going to do some episodes without guests coming up and we'd love to feature some. So if you're going through a life crisis or just like a small one, just something you may want advice on, email it to millenniallifepodcast at gmail.com and we will see you guys next week.